Welcome back, everybody. Let's take a break with Steven. Steven Jameis. Good to see you, my friend. How's it going, Alex? Wonderful. Every day. Every little, day is a good day. chill out. A little chill in the air tonight. Yeah. Like always. Cold. Snow right, for two weeks. I know. I know. All right. So what do we got on tap this week, Alex? Yeah. Let's talk uh, more Star Wars. Uh, kind of Lash, a new character. Let's uh, talk more 80s. We'll talk Voltron. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The legend of Voltron, defender of the universe. And we'll talk about new books, new independent books uh, cover, which is, we just got picked up by uh, Bendis and Mac, and then uh, Monstrous. Yeah, you know, uh, we, we try to give you uh, the full scope of the industry here. You know, it's very easy to just focus on the Marvel and the DC projects. It's very easy to just focus on those main characters. But as you know, there's a lot of series getting picked mm-hmm. up by Netflix, by Amazon Prime, uh, a lot of good series, a lot of low print runs we've seen. And we try to uncover gems for you. No different than we used to do with the shows, Alex. We used to bring mm-hmm. out artists and illustrators and writers that hadn't necessarily been discovered yet. I mean, I remember I, I spoke with uh, with Todd Nock today. He's working on the new Stargirl series. And, you know, I, I knew Todd Nock when he was doing the Extreme Tour back in 1990, mm-hmm. 91. Right. I mean, that's 30 years ago, Alex. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's it's crazy. So, you know, sometimes, you you know, you discover some gems a long time ago and then you don't know where they wind up. Andy Park is a good example of that mm-hmm. as well. All right, great. So what are we going to start with, Alex? Yeah, let's talk uh, more Star Wars. Nakano Lash. Yeah, this just seems to be like a never-ending supply of new Star Wars characters. And like, if you hear the name, if you think about the name, if you even just whisper the name, Alex, <laughs> the books just explode in yes. value, right? Yes. It just, whoa, let's just go crazy. So what is this character? Who is this character? This is a new character created for the Bounty Hunters ongoing, which Marvel's doing right now. Um, the He's not the main character in the book. Uh, the main character is a kind of like ex-Imperial cyborg, but there was a point where... Uh, all the bounty hunters, including Boba Fett and Dengar, were all working together. And Nakano Lash essentially betrayed them in their eyes. The The story of the book and the character actually, I think, don't make... It's not the point of why this book's going crazy. <laughs> I think it's because with Boba Fett being back in Star Wars continuity, anything is possible. There's nothing that Disney Star Wars won't do, which means, hey, this book had... Boba Fett interacting with this character. He's also a bounty hunter. More, you know, the chances are more positive that this character is going to show up in something. Maybe the book of Boba Fett. We don't even know what that show is going to be about. You know, it's interesting you say that because you know, obviously the Disney and the Marvel folks and the, and the Star Wars folks are all the same. And having watched Wandavision, spoilers, but it's weeks after the show. Yeah, so we're, we're three weeks now. ahead, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're wait. So, you know, after we saw what happened at the end of episode. Four, mm-hmm. is it three or four, four. Or five. I mean, yeah. now, now, now your, now your mind is blown, yeah. right? Because now you're like, wow, they could do anything, anything they want, anything. anything they want. And I do think it leaves it open for interpretation. Sure. I actually even believe, and maybe I'm crazy. And I have, and by the way, I have no insider information. It's all <laughs> speculation on my heart. Sure. How cool would it be if they had Chris Evans show up as Human Torch? Yeah. You know, you had all the rumors about Chris playing Cap, and then he was like, huh, what are you talking about? How 
amazing would that just, be? Just Alex, a cameo, right? just a cameo of him, like just flying and being like, What's just a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine Alex, two days imagine. of his life? I'm sure he'd do it. I'm sure he'd do it. That'd be amazing. Can you, ma- can you imagine? I can right. definitely. All right. Okay. That would be the coolest thing ever could happen in the MCU. Okay. Yes. So uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunters came out in May of 2020. It's got a uh, it's got a Lieber Mayo cover. It's unbelievable cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only 34 blue label 9.8s. There's only two gold label 9.8s. You can't really find these books. You know, they're in the 150 plus dollar range. Right. Um, so again, they're, they're a little bit tough to find. These pops are very, very low right now. So, you know, everything that we're giving you can fluctuate wildly uh, based on the sales. Then there's the, the one in 10 movie variant cover, which shows Boba Fett, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's 32 blue label 9.8s. There's only one gold label 9.8. Imagine if you had Jeremy Bullock <laughs> signed yeah. as the one. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, but the blue labels are selling for about 150 bucks. Uh, the blank variant covers, as we know, are really just sketchbooks for the, for the artists. Mm-hmm. So there's not much to talk about on those. Uh, then I'm a big fan, big, big fan of Kari Andrews. I have a bunch yes. of his covers. I've been a fan of Kari for many, many years. Um, you know, uh, there are 29 blue label 9.8s. There are zero gold label 9.8s. Again, there are not really many for sale. It's about a $25 raw book. That's a good book to get. It's a very, very cool cover. Uh, then there's the Michael Golden 1 in 25 variant cover. 13 blue label 9.8s, one gold label 9.8. That's about $185. I'm going to skip over the Dave Johnson book for a second because I want to talk about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. There's actually a Walmart variant cover, mm-hmm. which you would think Walmart would print a gazillion of these things, yeah. but there's no CGC pop on it. There's one blue label 9.8, zero gold label 9.8. I couldn't even find a raw copy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, with shows being closed, I don't even know where you're going to find a copy of that, Alex. No, I mean, other than eBay, but uh, I mean, I would assume that no, a lot of dealers are holding them. it. Yeah, the dealers are holding them. Can't find them. Yeah. Uh, then the second print came out October of 2020. There are 58 blue label 9.8s. There are two gold label 9.8s. That's about a $100 book. The third print came out a month later. 28 blue label 9.8s, zero gold label 9.8s. That's about a $100 book. But the real winner, which we're going to go back to, mm-hmm. is the Dave Johnson 1 in 50 variant cover. Mm-hmm. This book has exploded in value. And Dave has done a lot of great stuff over the years. He's done a lot of variant covers. I actually own a few pieces of Dave Johnson art. I've always liked Dave. Uh, he's got a very unusual screen name. He always uses Devil Pig Johnson. Mm. I don't know what that, I don't mm. know what the meaning of Devil Pig Johnson is. <laughs> it's an old AOL screen name he just got stuck with. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, right? Okay. So that book has 76 blue label 9.8s. Zero gold label 9.8s. So the pop on that book is higher than any of the other books, even though it's a one in 50. And that's a $650 book, Alex. So go find yourself a raw copy and take it home with you. Yes. Interesting, right? Interesting. Okay, good. So that does it for Nakano Lash. We'll see what happens with the with all the bounty hunters and with the series. But like I said, like you said before, who who knows, right? Anything and everything. Pick them up, pick just buy them now. I know, I know. All right, what do we got next, Alex? Let's talk uh, Voltron. Yeah, so we went through our 80s list. Uh, Voltron was one that we didn't get to uh, in the time allotted in the last couple of shows. So it's something we wanted to touch on. Uh, Very, very popular series from the 1980s. There's been a few series throughout the years. Uh, Very, very low print runs. Talk to us a little bit about Voltron. When you you describe these 80s series, whether it's Transformers, G.I. Joe, and now Voltron, where does Voltron fit, you know, Master of the Universe, where does Voltron fit in that hierarchy 
and what makes it different from the other ones and, and, and what is the difference between Voltron and the other ones? And what's the hierarchy of those franchises? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say Voltron is a very popular franchise, not as popular in America as Transformers He-Man because it wasn't an American-made show. It was a show farmed out from or taken from Japan, uh, redubbed and shown here. Very, in the 80s, they very much tried to, uh, you know, bring the anime side to the United States and, and make it work here. And, you know, Transformers is a big example where the toys originated in Japan. They decided, Hasbro decided to make them here, then to put a cartoon around it. And then that got went out back to Japan and became just as popular. But Voltron as a if it's TV series, I mean, it was anime. It was some of the first anime. I mean, uh, Astro Boy, I think, was, you know, obviously before it and here. And a couple things here and there were there. But that was one of the biggest animes. And, you know, the, the whole thing of Voltron is they're defenders of the planet Earth. It's five people. They get into they get into lions and they form giant Voltron. So you got Power Rangers in there. You have Transformers in there. Um, when you if you can get your hands on the original toys, they're beautiful. They're metal. The lions look awesome, and you can combine them. I'm betting you had those toys when you were. A kid. I never had any Voltrons. No, I why never not? had any Voltrons. <laughs> That's hard to believe. Transformers, He Man, GI Joe, everything, but I just never had Voltron. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So it, it was, it, it's tough to find a lot of the pricing on the Voltron stuff. Mm -hmm. The print ones are very small here in the U S yeah. but, but we'll take you through the, the history of it. Uh, the first book came out from modern publishing back in 1985 of uh, Voltron number one. Uh, there are 166 blue label 9.8, nine gold label 9.8. It's only a $500 book for a book from 1985, 35, 36 years old now at this point. So mm -hmm. not, not a bad buy again, compared to the other ones, but we know that it's not as popular as the other ones, but still it is 36 years old. Then you jump all the way to the image series, which came out in 2003, Voltron Defender of the Universe, number one, May of 2003, Alex, four blue label 9.8s, two gold label 9.8s. People are not submitting these books. It's a hundred dollar book in raw. You can't even find it. They didn't make a lot of these. It was actually That's hard crazy. to do the research on these things. Yeah. Then there's a Kari Andrews again, Mm -hmm. uh, variant cover, one blue label 9.8, one gold label 9.8. You could buy it at mile high for $35 raw. You sometimes they have 50% off coupons, but you can't find them graded and they're mm -hmm. impossible to find. Like even raw, they're just impossible to find. Then there's a holofoil va variant cover, five blue label 9.8s, zero gold label 9.8s. You can't find them raw. You can't find them graded. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, these are, these are gems if you can yeah. find them raw. Uh, and then that takes you to 2004 when it switched to Devil's Due. Mm -hmm. Again, very, very low print runs. Defender of the Universe, number one, 2004. Mike Norton cover A, one blue label 9.8, one gold label 9.8. Can't find them raw, can't find them graded. Uh, then you had the cover B, Dan Jolly, zero, zero pop, can't find them raw. Then here's the kicker. And, and this one blows you away. And this, is, this, this happens in all these series, Alex. And that's why I'm saying, like, keep an eye on it. The, the cover that really blows everybody away. Listen to this. And this is why we wanted to talk about Voltron today. Yeah. Cover C, Jenny Frizzin. Mm -hmm. Three blue label 9.8s, one gold label 9.8. Now, sometimes the pop can lag a little bit. That book in 9.8 has sold between $1,000 and $1,300. But even raw, it's several hundred dollars. Yeah. You cannot find that Jenny Frizzin cover. Now, is it a factor of Voltron? Is it a factor of Jenny? Is it both? What are your thoughts on that book? Uh, the answer is yes. 
That's I mean that's <laughs> it's early Jane Frisian and and she's you know people have realized that her you know how beautiful her art is and she's a lot of a lot of her covers are selling very quickly now. So it's it's you know when when an artist gets hot when an artist gets big everybody wants to be, checklist them up and go through and get everything. And those Voltron books although it was nostalgia very heavy in the early 2000s for for the those 80s properties they didn't print a lot. It wasn't it wasn't a big printed no. book. It's an image book. It, it's I know. I think very you, you catched them. You caught a moment in time in that two thousands period where the yeah. period, where the print runs were not really right. Yeah. Same thing happened with the baseball cards, the sports cards. It was like, yeah. you know, right. Okay, that time of the show, my friend. Alex's pick of the week. Alex, what do you got for us? Uh, I I like to look at things that are trending, like everybody does, and uh, Disney Plus. God bless them. Uh, they're putting on all of the original Muppets show, the whole all the series on Disney Plus. And everybody's been asking for it since Disney launched. Why not the Muppet show? The classic show. Everybody loves it. I mean, the, the Muppet movie, the Muppet show are like the two biggest Muppet classics you can ever have. So I was like, oh, I remember when Palisades used to make those toys. And I think you oh had a little, you got, I think you knew those guys very well. Because I think yeah, yeah. you guys used to do some, some variants. I was looking at some of those toys right now the carded ones just in those plastic bubbles or whatever they're going for 50 to 100 bucks for singles just random characters the play sets are going for 400 to 500 dollars sealed wow. like they are not cheap they are not cheap and that was the time when people were collecting and not opening their toys and they're still going for a lot my favorite was uh the two guys in the balcony Who yeah waldorf and statler guys. yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> it makes guys a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense Oh, that that those are my favorite yeah, yeah, characters. Yeah. yeah, to me it does. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad it does, Alex. Yeah, you know, I, I remember there was like the wedding Kermit one was yeah. a cool one. I remember that the beaker, the he, the the visible beaker was yeah. a cool one. Yeah. Uh, there were some fun ones over the over the years that they did. Yeah, so those are, those are some great. To- those were great toys. Fantastic I, I toys. Yeah, as they were coming out, they were really really yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, that that uh, uh, Palisades were used to make some amazing toys. Yeah, they did a great job. All right, what do we got next, Alex? Cover is going to be turned into a, a movie slash TV show. They so as you property. Can- yeah, absolutely. And and David Mack and, and Bendis are a winning combo. They've been a winning combo uh, for many years. They've done yeah. a lot of projects together. What's interesting is it's very, very hard to search and find the stuff because if you just type in cover, right. you can imagine how many items come up uh, on eBay and listings and everywhere else. So it's not so easy to actually track down the different variants and the different variations and the different versions. Um, I was able to kind of figure it out. But, uh, but it is interesting, and, and they have had an interesting history. Uh, Zoo Orzo did one of the covers, a mm-hmm. uh, very, very hot artist. So yeah. talk a little bit about cover. Talk a little bit about Bendis and Max and the Jinx, the Jinx World imprint. So, so let's go in order. First yeah. of all, let's talk about the Jinx World imprint. What, what is the Jinx World imprint? Yeah, that was the imprint that Marvel let uh, uh, Brian Michael Bendis uh, do his independent comics through because he was under contract he was exclusive he couldn't do comics anywhere else so with jinx world he was able to put out powers he was able to put out cover he's about able to put out a bunch of stuff and i think even kabuki was put out put out under jinx world a couple issues here and there right and now talk about the bendis mac combo oh i mean that goes back maybe even pre daredevil but i mean they've been they've been working together i'm sure they were table buddies at cons when they when they were just slinging their independent books for years but I mean, they've been together for probably over 20 years, at least since the late 90s, 
with the relaunch of Daredevil and when, when they both were on that book. Right. So, so obviously the, the series was just announced. So the pops are basically non-existent Not yet. and finding raw books are impossible. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, impossible, mm -hmm. but that's where conventions really would have helped folks, I think, 100%. because this is not a book you could find online. It's not a book you could really find anywhere, but we're going to tell you the different versions. Go out and look for them. Go to your comic shops. Um, but some of them are going to be very, very tough to find. And I think these books are in for a skyrocketing because of the print runs on these yep. things. Okay. So number one came out in November of 2018, three blue label 9.8s, zero gold label 9.8s, might as well be nothing. Uh, those books are about $30 raw. Mm -hmm. You should just buy them because you can't find them. Yep. Uh, then there's the Zoo Orzo variant cover, four blue label 9.8s, wow. one gold label 9.8. That's a $30 to $50 raw book. Again, you can't find them. Once they get bought out on eBay, forget yep. it. You're not finding these books. Yep. Then there's a convention edition. You can't even find it. There's zero gold label, one blue label 9.8. I'm sorry, zero blue label 9.8s, one gold label 9.8. It was probably at the convention where one of them are at. Yeah. Uh, you can't find them raw. I couldn't find any graded. So wherever you find one, good luck. Yeah. Uh, then there's the foil edition cover, which is zero gold, zero blue. Can't find any raws. Good luck. Go find them. Whatever you could buy in the series, I would buy. To me, it's like that ball and chain series with Ali Garza. It's like yeah. came out of nowhere. Nobody's thinking about it. Nobody's, there's no whispers. There's no, nobody heard about it. And then boom, they, they just dropped it on everybody. And then there's a the sketch cover, zero blue label nine eights, one gold label nine eight. Also can't find any graded, can't find any raw. Good luck out there. You heard it here first. Those books yeah. are, are on fire. And again, you know, sometimes Alex, just knowing the books to get is half the battle. Like you, you, like you don't even know what you're looking for. That's what we try to do here on the show. It's something, you know, mm -hmm. there's six variant, you know, one, two, three, four, five, there's five different versions. But if you go online and just do a, like a breezing, like you don't even know that there's five versions. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, I didn't know there was this fifth version. So that's what we try to, to, to uh, you know, educate you here. Yeah. So, so I think we've done a good job of giving you a cross section of, we've given you the Spider-Mans, we've given you the Batmans, we've given you all the other stuff. Um, and now we're giving you some indie stuff that really has room to go like this simply because of the, the print runs on the, the, the yeah, low pops. That book, are... that book is fun too. I mean, it's about, it's about the, the government implanting agents as comic book writers and artists because they travel the world so much that they can infiltrate cities without it being like random people going to the city. Like, Oh, there's a comic con in London. We'll send Brian Michael Bendis it, but he's also an undercover agent. Like that's a fun concept. You know, you're right. I forgot to ask you about the book. Yeah, I forgot to ask I you about the book. I got the, you. I got you. It sounds, like, it sounds a little men in, it sounds a little men in blackish, no? Yeah, very much so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. Like that. Like that. All right. So, and then the last series we're going to talk about today is Monstrous. All right. So give us a little background on Monstrous and the creator, Marjorie Liu and Sanaa Takeda. Yeah, I mean, Marjorie Liu has been an artist for a very long time. Um, this was her, you know, breakout writing series. Um which is beautiful by Sana Takata. I mean, like amazing. And, you know, when people are like, oh, what's it about? It, it's very tough to be like, oh, it's about this thing. But I mean, it boils down to a girl who can talk to a monster and kind of their, their interaction. Uh, it's very fantasy based. And when you talk comics and you're like, oh, it's a fantasy comic. And you're like, oh, there must be a million of those. There's really not. There's not a lot of fantasy based comic books. A lot of crime, a lot of superhero, a lot of different stuff here and there. But as a as a like Lord of the Rings, you know, uh, Game of Thrones type fantasy book, there's not that many out there. Uh, and when this came out, it it was already hot. People were buying number ones. Of course, it's an image number one. Buy it, buy it, buy it. But you're talking about 2015, 
and the book's still going and it's still very popular it's not slowing down you know a lot of these these image number ones people buy a lot of number ones and by issue 12 it's back down to 10,000 11,000 print runs this is still a pretty big book this book is on fire yeah let me ask you something is it I guess people just think it's going to get picked up or something. Sure, that, I mean, it, it, it definitely yeah. will. I mean, fantasy's hot, right? Okay, so let's go through. The, and by the way, the pops are not low, but the prices are high. Yes. Okay, here we go. Monstrous number one, November of 2015. 468 blue label, 9.8s. 114 gold label, 9.8s. That's a two hundred fifty dollar book. Yeah. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good tag, and that's pretty not good. a small. That's not a small pop. No. Okay, no. then the second print as we know, came out in December, a month later, 61 blue label 9.8s, seven gold label 9.8s. That book's been selling for $650, Alex. Crazy. I don't know why that second print didn't uh, didn't get the print one, you know, with the, all the sellouts and everything, but never know. And then, and then the third print, January of 2016, 30 blue label 9.8s, five gold label 9.8s. That book is about $350. Yeah. So interestingly enough, you have a situation where the second print is selling for more than double the first print, and the third print is also selling for more than the first print. Now, the pop is definitely much, much, much higher on number one, right. but it is a little bit of an unusual circumstance. I think this is a case where anybody that wanted a number one probably got it. Again, image number one, around 2015, you had two number one going crazy, you had anything number one image going bananas. They printed and enough people got their hands on number ones where when the second, third print, they're coming, they're like, I've got two copies of number one still. I've got three copies of number one still. They didn't need more copies. But since they didn't have, you know, they didn't need the copies, the stores didn't order that many copies. And these print runs are tiny. You know, it, it, it definitely, by the way, even the way you describe the series, it's, it sounds like a fun, sounds like yeah, a fun totally ride. Fun. Yeah. Sounds like a fun ride. All right, cool. All right, Alex, I think that does it for today. Another fun show, guys. We try Always. to give you like a middle mix of anything. If you want us to talk about anything, any series, any issues, any characters, whatever, uh, you know, we try to mix it up here. Uh, we'll, you know, uh, at some point, I want to talk. Go back to the classics. We're starting to see a big price mm -hmm. increase in the classics: the Watchmen's, the Dark Knights, the, yep. the 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 Death of uh, of Robin. Where those books that everybody remembers when they were a kid that they think they printed a million copies of. The pops in nine eight are not what you think they are. And in the sports cards, you've seen the classic stuff go up. You're starting to see the yep. same thing in the comic market. We're going to talk about that hopefully next week or the week after, and, and we'll get you caught up on that stuff as well. So, Alex, we will see you next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Thanks, guys.